Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFISFM. Well, Sharon, we're on the air once again and a beautiful sunny day. It is, and I would like to introduce uh, Rhoda Ellen Collins to everyone, a.k.a. Judy Fair. <laughs> And, and uh, we want to wish you a happy birthday. We understand that you turned uh, 80 today. I did. And, and so, I'm proud of it. And so, so Reg asked are we, me. Are we, are we sing- you don't have my mic on, do you? I have You do. Door. Okay. Okay. I can, I can. All right. I'm just making sure. So I guess we're going to sing. Is that what yeah, we're Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Come on. You can get in there. You can too, Alan. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) A one and a two and a three and a happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Adeline. Happy birthday to you and many more. She's Adeline to me. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's awesome. I should have known this would happen when I did it to you. <laughs> well, this was your son's idea. And so let's talk about 80 years. Um, so, Judy, you were born here. No. No, I was born in Wadena, Saskatchewan. Okay. The end of the rail at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and so were you on a farm? or? Uh, well, I was born in 41, and we moved out here in November of 42. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't very old. You were no. not at all. How did you come? 43, we moved out here. Did, you know, did no, they tell you how you came? Did you drive in one uh, of those cars? No, put on the uh, railway come tracks. by rail. Yeah, and we when we arrived in town, <clears throat> apparently there was another couple traveling with us, and we got one room at the National, and the guys went out looking for places for us to live. Well, we're stuck in this room. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm told anyway. Yeah, um, and after that. We ended out at uh, Evenson Sawmill, which is down the hill from the Tabor Ski Hill. Oh, okay. Over the hill further down. Yeah. And Mom cooked there. Um, and she said whenever I went missing, they could find me in the lumber pile. I was eating ants. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then when she was expecting my sister, who was born on the 4th of August... We moved into town and stayed with Kurskis. So I was there with them uh, when she went into the hospital and had mom. And I think we went back out there. I'm not sure, but Dad did eventually buy property up in the other side of Connaught Hill. It's now 17th and Kenwood. Oh, yeah. And he also bought two lots or six lots. There were six lots there, and he bought six lots on Oak Street. I don't remember what they were called at that time. Um, but what he built, did he do for a living? Uh, he worked in the sawmill. Yeah. He was a jack-of-all-trades, actually. Uh-huh. He could do just about anything. Yeah. And he always said that if you don't learn something new every day, it's a wasted day. Well, I agree with him. Yeah. And let's face it, we'll never know everything. Yeah. There's no. always something to learn. Our potential is endless. And so... so where did you end up growing up? Like, 
Uh, on 17th and Kenwood. 17th and Kenwood, yeah. eh? right? Yeah. Um, Everett was born while we were there, and then he built a house on the next, like this, say lot one and two was the first house, two and three were empty, three and four, or four and five, which Four, five and six were the houses yeah. he built. Yeah. Now there is another house in between. But we had those two lots between the two houses. We rented out the old one. And the two lots in between, big garden. There was oh, lawn, yeah. but yeah. we had mom always gardened. She yeah. had a beautiful garden. Yeah. <laughs> and one year, because the kids, neighborhood kids would raid her garden. Yeah. Oh, come Halloween, she <laughs> made up Halloween bags for them with stuff out of her garden. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Good. She was sneaky that way. Yeah. No, I think that's clever. So tell me how many siblings. Well, with my dad, there was five of us. Mm-hmm. I was the oldest. And mm-hmm. um, Randy and Ronnie, there's... there's uh, Everett was born in 45. Ronnie come along in 54. Uh-huh. Randy and Ronnie come in 56. Um, when mom was pregnant with Randy, before I headed out to school, I said, you're pregnant. And I was out the door before she could answer me. <laughs> when I come home, she says, how would you know? I said, I don't know. I just knew. Yeah. And then when she was pregnant with Ronnie, she said they decided to have another one so Randy would have company. Yeah. Well, that was May of 56 that Ron was born, and Dad was killed in November of 56. Yeah, he was so young. Yeah, yeah so Mom yeah. was left. I was 15 at the time. But she had a fellow that worked for Dad, mm-hmm. and he fell in love with Mom. Mm-hmm. Because she was married, he went back to Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Well, when Dad died, he hot-footed it back here. Oh, okay. And he was there for her whenever she needed help. Yeah, yeah. He was very helpful with her, and she ended up marrying him. And then along came Chris, year after my last child. Oh, for heaven's sake. Yes. Yeah. So I, so there was two boys and a girl? There was you and two boys? Myself, my sister. Oh, sister. Brother Everett. Yeah. And then Randy and Ron. So there's four. Yeah. And then she had another no, three boys. Three boys and two girls. Yeah, two yeah. girls, three boys, yeah. and then Chris was from the stepfather. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she just passed away in May. Yeah, yeah, which is... But she reached 55. Yeah. Which and she had we a, didn't expect. She had a, a handicap, what they would call it, she, or a challenge. Yes, or, and yeah. she had a lot of medical problems. She yeah. had surgeries on her back, um, on her neck. Mm-hmm. Um, she also had hips replaced. And wow. She, she was born with a, a leaky heart or leaky valve in the yeah, heart. Yeah. And she had surgery for that. Yeah. Uh, there was just, she had so much against her. So she wasn't dwarfism. It was, it was more, um, they call them little people, Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, uh, I don't know what they call the, the elbow to the shoulder. Yeah. And from the knee to the hip, yeah. she was short. Yeah. Because she was in a wheelchair, I think, when I met uh, her. When you yeah. met her, yes. Yeah. She did. She actually drove. Oh, At one point, yeah. she drove a car. Mm-hmm. And she danced with the Northern Twisters. Oh, right on. And every one yeah. of her partners, one of them, the last one she had was... Randy, mm-hmm. who's uh, <clears throat> six foot, and she stands four <laughs> foot. <laughs> so you were, 
you went to school then, and I suppose you were kind of your mom's helper. No, no, I was dad's helper. Were you? Yep. Yeah, Edna was mom's helper. Oh, that was good then. I was out with my dad. Yeah. I was a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was tinkering on the truck, I was there with him. Mm-hmm. And he actually taught me to drive the KB8 International when I was 14. <laughs> and I actually hauled lumber with it. Oh, my goodness. That's all against the law. <laughs> yeah. From Al Pierre into Prince George, yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Because I've always been amazed at your ability to back up. And, you know, I can only back up if I've got a horse trailer. If I haven't got a trailer on the back, I can't back up. <laughs> well, in those days, they used to put the lumber in stalls and you had to oh, back under and knock that oh, board that held it yeah, yeah. and then the lumber come onto your truck. Yeah. Fourteen. Yeah. Well the first time I backed under the lumber hit the ground. Uh oh. <laughs> I had to learn. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, but imagine it. Yeah. yeah. At it's, that age you're driving yeah. a big truck. Could no. you even reach the pedals? Oh yeah. Or they didn't I have spare blocks tall. on them. <laughs> No, and it was a stick drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it was one of the biggest trucks at the time. Yeah. Well, now it's, but yeah, no, yeah. It, it would be more equivalent to a five ton, I think. Yeah. Now, when I got married, we had a two ton. Yeah. 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 And I, I drove that all the time, too. So, um, how old were you when you got married? 19. 19, eh? And I was still 19 when I had my first one. <laughs> Because 19 in August, and he was born in June. <laughs> oh, you naughty girl. <laughs> so, um, uh, how many children have you brought into the world? Oh, I had Vern in 61. I had Reg in 62. I had Tamina in 63. And Teresa come along in 65. 65, yeah. There, and she was born the 5th of... February. Aaron was born the 5th of June. Yeah. 44 months. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> then I found out it takes you two years for your body to get over having a pregnancy. Yes, yes. And and uh, some women have them so close and they don't realize what it's doing to their body. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, Reg and, and Tamina are 13 months apart. Yeah. Because Reg is in October, Tamina is in November. Yeah, yeah, busy. And so that kept you home then. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, and my husband didn't want me to work. Yeah. 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 And so, well, I mean, how could how could you in those days? Uh, mm-hmm. There was everything was by hand. You didn't have any kind of electrical special machines to do oh, stuff. Well, an electric washing machine, mm-hmm. but not the automatic. With the ringer? Yeah, with the <laughs> ringer in the basement. Yes. <laughs> and I also looked after two of my nieces that were basically the same age as my girls. So uh-huh. I had... Six kids. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'd go shopping with them. Yeah. Well, you know what my grandmother did when she'd take out all of us, what would be six or eight of us, she tied us together with rope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have to do that. The kids were very good. Yeah. Although, we had rope around our waists, and she would, we wouldn't ever get lost. <laughs> well, that's one way of doing it. And sometimes you'll see parents with their kids... On a harness and yes. a leash, like a, a pet? Yes. <laughs> and I've heard people say, that's not nice. But you know what? Uh, you don't lose that kid. Well, what's nice? Yelling for them and 
you know, or the kid kid getting lost. Where's my mommy? Or somebody grabbing your child. Because yes, there's that yeah, too. Yeah. So you had quite a busy uh, young oh, yeah. part. When did you then? Because you're so involved in music. When did you get really able to spend time with music? Well, Judy, I grew up with music. Mm-hmm. My dad played the guitar and sang, and my mom played the accordion. Mm. So we had music in the house, and we did a holiday every summer. Every second Sunday summer, it was back to Saskatchewan. The other sun- summers, it was someplace else. One year, we went to California. Oh. And when we're sing- driving along the road, we'd be singing. Yep. Our dad would have us counting cars or See the numbers on the license plate? Add them yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, things like this here. Yeah. That kept us busy. Yeah, yeah. Those long trips. The kids yes. would drive you crazy. Yeah. And we slept in a tent for the night. We'd just pull <laughs> off someplace and pitch yeah. the tent. Yeah, yeah. Camp stove. Cool. Oh, he also had a canvas bag uh-huh. that he hung on the rear view mirror yeah. full of water. Oh. And it was ice cold. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. That was your air conditioning. <laughs> well, that was our cold water to drink. Yeah. 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 And so uh, though, that's really something, though, to go to California back in those times. I mean, that... Uh, it was the early 50s. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about service stations and flat mm-hmm. tires, because it seemed to me whenever we went on a holiday, we always managed to get a flat tire somewhere along oh, the yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, and Dad could fix them. Yeah. He knew yeah. how to do that, all that stuff. It sounds like your dad was kind of an adventurer. Yeah, he he. Um, you know, investing well, he, in that property. Yeah, and, he worked in a sawmill. Mm-hmm. Then he operated a sawmill mm-hmm. with his brother. Yeah, and then he went into trucking. Mm-hmm. I think it was Christensen that got him involved in that. Yeah, uh, he was still, I believe, in trucking when he, him and Uncle Herman went hunting and. Yeah, he met his doom on Peden Hill. They've mm-hmm. straightened it out a little bit since then. Yeah, yeah, it still yes. is not a good hill. No, it's not. And it was a young fellow driving a um, gravel truck, inexperienced, and he lost control of the truck. But Uncle Herman got out of the jeep, and this was before seat belts too. Yes, long before. Uncle Herman got out of the jeep. He said, my name's Herman Byman. Find Eric. And they found him under the gravel. Oh, dear. But his he, he was thrown from the jeep and his neck broke. Oh, dear. So it was yeah. over instantly. Yeah. And that was something my dad wanted. Yeah. He wanted to die instantly. Yeah. Yeah. He was well, only 42. Were your parents from Canada? Uh, Mom was born in uh, Rose Valley, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Her mother was from northern Norway. Her dad was from Sweden. Okay. My dad was born in Sweden. Okay. Yeah. And an illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. And Pete Byman married his mother and brought them to Canada. And now I'm not sure if Herman was born in Canada or if he was born in Sweden before they come over. I haven't been able to find that out yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have relatives in Sweden yet. Mm-hmm. And so, is there was there quite a collection of people from Sweden in the area that you grew up? Yes. Yeah. In in, in Saskatchewan. In Saskatchewan, there yeah. was. Yeah. They they 
like all the Norwegians and Scandinavians gathered in one place and the Ukrainians in another oh, place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Each little town was sort of almost a different nationality. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at that time, you didn't marry into a different nationality. No, that's true. That was the same as my generation. Well, we're the same. Yeah. I'm just a bit older. older <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit older than you. Yeah. But not by much. And so... um did your mother bring uh, and your dad bring some of their culture into your upbringing of of the cooking and the the baking and yeah, mom brought the baking mm-hmm. and but we didn't learn the language yeah, which is a shame, eh? Because mom didn't know any other language until she started school, and that's when she had to learn English, and she didn't want to put us through it. But yeah, personally, she could have. They could have taught us the other language, mm-hmm. and we could have learned both at the same time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we would have had another language. Yeah, so yeah. Well, I think that way. she didn't want you to uh, experience what she did, and, and uh, you know, you would have learned English and been able to learn, here comes our other guests, so yeah. it, but yeah. we've still got two minutes. <laughs> and so, so now, I mean... You're on your own now. You have a, a trailer. You you go on um, your weekend vacation. Every once in a while, yeah. I haven't gone anywhere yet this year. But well, COVID kind yeah, of stymied us all. The forest fires. I mean, yeah. I'd like to go out to a lake or something, but the fires around here, I just, yeah, no. Yeah. And so um, you're very involved in the fiddling, fiddling yes. around stuff. And, yeah. and uh, <laughs> the BC old time fiddlers. And you've got two shows that you do on CFIS yeah. FM. Yeah, tonight and, at six o'clock is Fiddle Fest with AJ. Yeah, and then the other one is when? Senior Moments. Oh, okay. You don't, I thought you had two fiddling, <laughs> no, fiddling no. around things. No. Okay. And life is good right now. I can't complain. Yeah, I feel truly blessed. Yeah, and I'm very grateful. Well, I think that uh, I have to tell you how grateful I am that you are here on Tuesdays with me, and that uh, we have lots of fun and we kind of mess up at times, but we're allowed because we're we both eighty. <laughs> well, and we have senior moments. <laughs> yes, we have our senior <laughs> moments. And so, um, I want to thank you for the years. I don't even know how many years we've been doing this, Judy, but I'm very grateful that I have you as my my co-conspirator. <laughs> and happy, happy birthday. Thank you very much. And many more. Oh, yeah, I certainly hope so. And we're going to take a short break, and then we have our next guest. Hello, I'm Carlos Nunez, the Galician Piper. Hey, this is Tim Brennan with the Dropkick Murphys. Hey, this is Dave King from Flag and Molly. Sean Smith from Lunasat. Karen Casey here. This is Ian Byrne from The Elders. Join me, Patricia Fraser, for the best Celtic music mix. Celt in a Twist, Canada's contemporary Celtic radio hour. Celt in a Twist with your host, Patricia Fraser. Tuesday nights at 8, following Fiddle Fest with AJ, here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Harmonic Vibrations is offering free sound baths each Sunday through the end of summer. Be at Wilkins Park at 1230 Sunday as they play their large crystal bowls as an offer of healing vibrations for all. There will also be an interactive demonstration set up for you to try your hand at creating vibration sounds from their Tibetan bowls. In a world of increasingly fast-paced lifestyles, fast food, and global uncertainty, keeping balanced and in good health is vital. Check it out. Free sound baths, 1230 Sundays at Wilkins Park. 
The Storytime Walk at the Central BC Railway and Forestry Museum is back for the summer. Experience regional history as it comes to life on eight acres featuring locomotives, rolling stock, and heritage structures. The Storytime Walk supports children's early literacy development and incorporates child-friendly facts about the museum's exhibits. To take the tour, download the GeoTourist app from geotourist.com, then search for Railway and Forestry Museum Storytime Walk. The Storytime Walk at the Central BC Railway and Forestry Museum. Back again for summer. Forecast from Environment Canada for today's sunny, wind from the south at 20k, a high of 21 with a high UV index. Tonight clear, south winds becoming light early this evening, a low of 2 with a risk of frost. On Wednesday sunny, wind from the south at 20 in the afternoon, a high of 22 with a high UV index. Brought to you in part by Riverbend Seniors Community on 93.1 CFISFM, this is Senior Moments. So we're back with our next guests, and uh, Judy has the rest of the afternoon on, off, and uh, instead of off, I see she's doing filing and stuff for, <laughs> for to help Reg out. So our next guests are here, and um, we've asked uh, United Way of Northern BC, or Northern yeah, BC, yeah, see, United Way, right, yeah. and uh, Michelle Brooke and Lorna Behori. Behori. Yeah. Now... I am always interested in names, so <laughs> tell me a little history of this <laughs> name. Is this Italian? Or? No, no? Um, it's my husband's last name, mm-hmm. and he's Romanian. Okay. Yeah. So Very. you're right, it's in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> well, the different names, I mean, Brooks is kind of like a uh, British, Anglo-Saxon, it, it's, Protestant. It's an old British. It's a good old British yeah. surname, yes. yes. And so I'm really glad you're here. Um, we've had this terrible time with COVID. We can finally have a, mm. a face-to-face. Yes. And I've been watching what you've been doing and ra- fundraising, and uh, I just thought, I have to have you come on it. Mm. Just let everybody know what you're doing because there's so many organizations you support and that you fundraise for. So let's get at it. Okay. Well, Sharon, first of all, I want to start off by saying thank you so much for inviting us here and allowing us to chat. And we've booked a nice long session, so we're going to have a lovely visit with you and and the listeners. So thank you very much for that. And as you say, we've been really busy uh, this last sort of period. We've um, certainly embraced the whole pandemic and COVID um, very well as an organization and as a team. And, you know, we're really proud of the work that we've done across the North and the support that we've provided to, to many, many organizations. So we've, we've sort of tried to think about what we would like to share with you today. Mm-hmm. And we've broken it up into a, a few sort of pieces, and Lorna will share and I will share. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we thought we could chat a little bit about the Period Promise collection campaign that we did just recently. Yes. I would love to talk a little bit more about uh, 211.ca, which is a really yes. tremendous resource. Right. Yeah. And then we would like to talk about some of the PPE work that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And then we'll sort of finish off with our KMS uh, barbecue fundraiser yes. that that has been um, very new and very successful and very exciting. And we everybody just loves it that gets involved. So let's start off about the area you cover that always just blows me away <laughs> so and, and then go into wait 
what okay, you've been doing. Sure. So, um, as you may know or may not know, um, United Way of Northern BC is uh, falls under the umbrella of United Way Canada Saint Trade. So they are essentially sort of our mothership. They are the, uh, to whom we sort of report back to, and with whom we have all our funding and not funding but reporting and uh, you know they govern us mm-hmm. so there are hundreds of united ways across canada of which we are one of many mm-hmm. and our region that we look after is literally from cornell all the way to the yukon border and Haida Gwaii all the way to the alberta border um, I am told it is the size of France. <laughs> it encompasses 23 communities, Yes, um, of which Prince George is the largest. We have 86 First Nations communities that we look after as well. And we cross over five regional districts, so it is it is quite the thing. Yeah. But uh, we love it. Um, we have at the moment, let's think, six, seven, eight staff members. Mm-hmm. Plus our volunteer, our new rep. Yes. Plus we've just um, been able to get a loaned rep. Oh. Um, yeah. Wow. It's it's a program whereby we uh, are able to um, request a, a volunteer to come and join us, and they are brought to us by a corporate, and they help us for three months during campaign. So mm. this lady that we are so grateful to have mm-hmm. um, comes to us from a government agency and she will be working on our GCWCC campaign mm-hmm. which is quite the mouthful but mm-hmm. it stands for the Government of Canada Workplace Charitable Campaign. Okay. Yeah. Which okay. Is, That's good. Because yeah. I remember at Phoenix when I was working at Phoenix we mm-hmm. all the staff donated a portion of their wages to United Way, Wonderful. every pay. Yes. And, um, uh, and I thought that that was a great way of mm-hmm. us supporting ourselves, really, yes. because uh, we would put proposals through to United Way and get funding for our children to witness abuse program from, from them. And so, you know, it was very smart, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and so let's talk about uh, your first Period. Uh, yeah. Period. Promise. Yeah. So I will let the lovely Lorna <laughs> describe everything about Period Promise, and she has done a sterling job of leading us in in this. And really, we are so proud of Lorna. This is our first um, Period Promise campaign that we've had up here in the north. Yes, and we've had tremendous success. And with that, I will hand it over to Lorna. Yes, so um, United Way's Period Promise was actually a nationwide um, campaign that individual United Ways took on. So uh, we took it on, and of course, our humongous area yes. made it um, a little bit daunting for our small number of staff. Yes. So we thought, you know, let's be very cognizant of we want to be successful. Yep. So there's four main people that could look after a community. So we decided let's start with four communities mm-hmm. and make sure that we can really work with our community. Well, that quickly morphed into seven communities <laughs> and it's still growing. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. So, but that really spoke to how much this mattered and mm-hmm. the awareness and everything around it. And mm-hmm. the more people 
people that heard about it was like, yes, yes, we want that. We need that in our community, and we hear about this daily. And so um, it really made it even more important for us to make sure that this campaign um, grows and continues and is not just a one-time yes. thing. So, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so... For those uh, listening to us chat, uh, you might be going, so what is period poverty? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, menstruation, of course, is a very natural bodily function. Yeah. And when someone bleeds, it's not a choice that they've made. No. But it does demand a response. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so although it's a, a personal experience um, that sometimes or mostly arrives unannounced. Yes. <laughs> And for those who experience per- period poverty, this can become um, unwelcome, uncontrollable, and a definite social barrier on a regular basis that they have to contend with. So not everyone has the means to purchase these products. Mm-hmm. And um, there's many people we talk to that had to choose between paying rent, getting groceries, yeah. and that was... Um, and added, it was like a luxury item. Yep. And it's not a luxury item. It's necessity. It's a necessity. Yeah, it is. Yep. And so it became really apparent. And the more small towns that we deal with, it's an even bigger issue. Yes. Because they have less choice, less variety, and yeah. way more expensive cost to yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It, it adds an even more poverty stigma to it. Yeah. Um, when and we s- how do you talk mm-hmm. about it? You well, know? that was and the thing. That's is- the other thing. It's, it's uh, a very private, mm-hmm. you know, and it would be shaming to say that I don't have the money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it becomes not only a physical issue, it has now become a mental issue. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's unfair. Yeah. And yeah. you can basically say half our, our, our population understands. Um, and even if you've been able to afford it, you can say that it has impacted your life because we've talked to so many people now. Mm-hmm. And even if cost wasn't a factor, it's still they weren't prepared. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they're out somewhere, uh, maybe on a job site. There's a lot more women in construction now. Yeah. And yes. How yeah. do you deal with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And, and at so, my age, I've forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lucky you. I know. And, I, and then you make me think about when I was at Phoenix House and how we had to have uh, tampons and, and uh, Kotex. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's all changed now. Yeah. But the women, that was the last thing they ever thought. Because they had their children to pack up and and they they never thought of themselves. Mm -hmm. Every mother always puts themselves last. Yes. And then that goes even further back. And because it is something that is such an individualized thing, although so many people deal with it, that we've kept it very quiet. Yes. And it's something that we don't openly discuss in the home. That's right. In the family. Yeah. And why? Yeah. I mean, if I went to your house and you were out of toilet paper. Yeah. I'd go to you and say, hey, yeah, Sharon. Yeah, yeah. You know, but who would ever ask for a tampon right? or, or, yeah, or exactly. a pad? Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this uh, this affects school attendance. Yes. Mm-hmm. It affects workplace attendance. Because mm-hmm. if you have no product and you can't afford it and you're waiting until payday. Oh, and you're using You call Kleenex. in sick. Yeah. Or you try to make do, but it doesn't. Yeah. And you feel awful. And it's just a not a you're good situation. You're stealing the paper towel from the washroom. Right. The, yeah. It's, yeah. It's just, it's, or, it gets to be so Or you're taking too many breaks to go to the yes. washroom. Yes. And then you're getting reprimanded for that. Why? Yes. Yeah. You know, you're bleeding through. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and all oh, those awful memories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. And how many <laughs> Social events? Did you were like, oh god, oh, no, yeah. not gonna come. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and yeah. it's just not fair. But through this campaign, we've even had single fathers reach mm-hmm. out to us and thank us mm-hmm. because by talking about it, by making it just a natural, normal bodily function yeah. that happens, yeah. which it is, yeah. they're finding it easier to talk to their daughters. Yeah. And I remember it being like even when my daughter was <laughs> was little, and I'm like, when do I have the talk with her? Yes, the talk. Yeah, and you're you're setting up what what age, and and then I've heard from friends who didn't have the talk soon enough, and then they were devastated yeah. when it happened. They didn't understand. And, oh yeah, and so that's. That's why it's important that we bring this awareness and make this an open talk. It's nothing to be ashamed of. No, we didn't cause this. But we were made to be ashamed. <laughs> yes. And um, and I think about when I started bleeding and I was on the swing and my my Irish friend, who was straight from my, Lord, Lord Jesus, Sharon, you're bleeding to death. <laughs> oh, shame. Yes. yes. And I ran in the house and was just handed a pad and never told anything. Yes. And, um, and, and about uh, health, yes. you know, mm-hmm. health and cleanliness and all of it's those things. It's so important. Yeah. And, um, and I think if we can just bring it in as part of deodorant, yeah. part of Hygiene, yes. part of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. And have the discussion with your daughter about mm-hmm. what f- fits for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. As mm-hmm. you're, like, I remember my son joining football and everything, and then it became lots of talk about body odors and equipment not being cleaned properly to get rid of those odors and that's runners or anything sporting events right and so those are conversations you have it's the same thing i mean um why shouldn't it be yeah Yeah. you just it is a regular thing that shouldn't be come we need to have this early discussion right yeah Um, if more men are involved and aware and and do this part then it's not a stigma yeah and you can feel comfortable to go to dad when mom's not home or at work or or you're in a single father parent or you're visiting dad or yeah there's so many different things and you can go and openly talk to him and know that he will help you you know and 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 combined with that could be um birth control Mm mm-hmm and, you know, and combined with those talks could be about why we bleed is that we eventually will get pregnant and have babies. Yes. And yep. and make that all in one conversation. Mm-hmm. Because that's another thing that's kind of taboo, mm-hmm. yep. how you get pregnant. And uh, I know I have a friend who didn't tell her husband she put her... Her, her daughter's on pills as soon as she, as soon as she could just yeah. to have that conversation with them if you're going to be mm-hmm. sexually active 
Yeah. You don't want to be getting pregnant at 16 or 17. No, but this is a family discussion. It should be no, a family it should discussion. Be. Yeah, and to make it yeah. easy. Yeah, and so I really was trying to figure out what you were getting at here, you know, and, and because I don't think about that stuff anymore. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this is a very good discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even I'm sure your grandparents and stuff, and, you know, mm-hmm. it it should be just open mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if i send my kids to grandma and grandpa's for for spring break yes. or something and then it should happen yeah it does grandma have the product can grandma probably help? not does my daughter know that she's safe to go hey grandma yeah i need some help yeah. you know like i've got some just... but they were for wrapping around wounds on horses legs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember this did happen my mom was so embarrassed small town and they went down it was a gas station yeah. it's the only place you could oh, go to buy dear. Some stuff. yeah and there wasn't their <laughs> choice no no so, you know yeah. then it's a, a trip for an hour to to get to oh, a town my, to yeah, get yeah, some products yeah. and yeah oh, i still have a supply just in case somebody gets a, a sore on their leg or something yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, it so is, this is good. So how do people participate? Like, do they call you in to talk? Uh, there's so many different ways. Um, so we we were very fortunate um, in all our communities. A lot of, of places, corporates and everything, ran internal campaigns, public campaigns, where people could drop off product and support. Um, we had our, and we still do have our website where you can go on and you can donate direct to that. And then okay. we'll send it to the agencies and the agencies buy the product. We kept everything 100% local, wanting to support like the local economy Very coming good. back out yeah. of this. So I'll just use Quinell as an example. Yeah. So in Quinell, um, the donated product, of course, stayed in Quinell. Yeah. And everyone knew when they donated the product, but when they gave money or gift cards, what we also did is I went and found a business that was willing to sell the product to us and our agency at a discounted way. Nice. So when you take the money or the gift cards, you can go and purchase it at a discount, oh. but you're also supporting the local economy. So yes. that way it all stays 100% local. And we did that in every one of our communities. Yeah. So, um, you're, you're, you know, the product was great and the money went a little bit further yeah. with the discount that the other corporates gave us. So everyone participated in different ways, which was yeah. fantastic and very mm-hmm. helpful, and people can continue to do that. And yeah. if they P- want, P- periods have- don't just go for a month; they year round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get to a certain age, yeah, or, or yeah. you get you get to have surgery. One yeah. of the two. Yeah. I have a testimonial from a yes. lady who actually she called me up and asked. Uh, she, she wanted to do this in her community. Uh-huh. And I asked her if she could write a testimonial to me as to why this was important. And she said, I was 12 when I got my first period. I don't remember having access to menstrual products at the time. A lot of the time, we couldn't afford them, struggled to buy them, or only had a small amount. I remember my perception of being rich as a young woman was having all your needs met. Yeah. Never having to worry about rationing necessities or worrying about going without necessities. It wasn't my fault we went without. Yeah. I was just a kid. But life isn't always fair. 
I had to deal with the consequence of actions that weren't even my own. Yeah. It's not fair that a young lady should have to go without something that is necessary through no fault of her own. It's not fair that a young mom should have to worry about struggling to provide for her daughter. Yeah. It's not fair that there is period poverty. Yeah. That is why this campaign means so much to me, because life isn't always fair. But through the kindness of people's hearts and this campaign, maybe we can make it a little more fair. I take comfort in where I am now. I am by no means rich, but it is extremely comforting to know that my family's needs will always be met and that my daughter won't have to go through what I did. If we can take the stress off of any female who struggles with period poverty, then we have done what we've set out to do. We have to take a short yes. break and then we'll come back and talk about that. The Covidian Garden Party is hitting the road. A smaller version of the exhibit, currently on display at Two Rivers Gallery, will be traveling to Mackenzie for the month of August, Valmount for September, and McBride in October. Mackenzie residents can view the exhibit at the Mackenzie Community Arts Centre through Sunday. It's the Covidian Garden Party, a coming of age by Kat Sievertson, touring the region through the end of October from Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza. The second annual Leap Conference for Women is set for October 26th, 27th, and 28th. This year's conference can be attended in person or virtually. The Leadership and Entrepreneur Accelerator Program is designed to help women develop their professional life with guest speakers, face-to-face networking, and exhibitor booths. For more information or to register, visit the Community Futures Leap Conference webpage at cfdc.ca. The second annual Leap Conference for Women, October 26th to 28th, virtually or in person. Construction is underway to create a more accessible trail between Shane Lake and the main parking lot at Forest for the World. Improvements include elevating and widening the trail, which runs adjacent to nearby creeks and regularly experiences muddy conditions. As well, two outhouses are being replaced with facilities providing more accessibility. Work is expected to be complete before the end of the summer. The construction is expected to cause some disruption of foot traffic. Details on this and other accessibility projects are available at PrinceGeorge.com. Forecast from Environment Canada for today's sunny. Wind from the south at 20K, a high of 21 with a high UV index. Tonight clear. South winds becoming light early this evening, a low of 2 with a risk of frost. On Wednesday sunny, wind from the south at 20 in the afternoon, a high of 22 with a high UV index. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Brought to you in part by Riverbend Seniors... So we're back with uh, United Way north of northern BC, uh, and we were talking about the huge area while we were taking the break. And um, that letter was um, of gratitude was wonderful, and it makes your job oh, yes. even more worthwhile when you get that kind of uh, feedback about how you've helped someone. Absolutely. I think uh, we do this because we like to help people. We don't expect those kind of things to come back, but when they come back, it's like, oh, that's why I do this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And so, Michelle, let's talk about uh, 211. Okay. Well, thank you, Lorna, for all of that in- lovely information and sharing all of that with us. Mm-hmm. So 211.ca is a United Way initiative that um, is rolled out across the country, really, 
And really what we want to, to sort of highlight is that life isn't always easy, but finding help can be. Mm-hmm. So this resource really allows Canadians from all walks of life to find the help when they need it and where they need it. We're very proud to bring this service to our northern BC communities. And it is really there to strengthen our communities by connecting individuals to the social services that are available in their community for them to reach out. Most of the services are free, so um, there should be no barrier there. And it can also be used in not only in a private capacity to help yourself or, you know, anybody that around you, but it can also be used as a professional tool by people that work in certain industries like doctors, nurses, social service people. RCMP. RCMP. Yeah. Services is in there. Yeah. Emergency dentists. And, yeah. you know, yeah. just to highlight that, I really just want to share a, not a story, but a real um, phone call mm-hmm. that happened to me last week. So I received the incoming call and I could hear the distress on the person's voice. And they, they said to me, um, we've, we've had, um, an adult that's been severely injured. They've been airlifted from Prince Rupert to Prince George. And there's some children that are following this adult um, to the Prince George location. And these children need to be looked after. They need food and they need transportation to get to the hospital to be with their parent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this person was really distressed at the other end. So I said, okay, fine. I said, are you at a computer? And he said, yes. And I said, right, can you type in? 211.ca with me right he did that so then I said okay can you press on the British Columbia website yes we did that I said all right are you seeing what I'm seeing and I described it to him yes I said okay so tell me again what is it that you need and he said let's start with food so I said okay do you see the big sign food yep okay let's press that I typed in Prince George and I said There we go. We've got a list of about five or six agencies that have popped up, and I went through them with him, and I said, you can phone any one of these agencies, and they will be able to help you with some food resources. And he said, good. And I I highlighted, you know, that's where you'll find the phone number. Do you see it? Yes. Do you see the address? Yes. Good. Okay. I said, now remind me, what was the other thing you needed? Transport. Okay. Let's go back. So flip back a page. Okay. Let's hit transport. Do you see the transport icon? Yep. Got it. Okay. Let's click on it. Right. Which community? Prince George. Okay. Good. Here we go. I said, and do you see the agencies that have been brought up? Yep. And the one that came up for both searches was mm-hmm. Prince George Native Friendship Centre. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even say goodbye to the guy. He <laughs> says, right, I'm phoning Prince George Native <laughs> Friendship Centre, and he was gone. <laughs> so here I was helping a gentleman from yeah. Prince Rupert yeah. that was obviously you know, needing to help his client in a very urgent way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not only was there a parent that, couldn't function, yeah. but there were children that needed to be 
you know, taken along with their parent. They couldn't be left behind. Yeah. And going to a community where they didn't know what the resources were. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You How know? to get support. And yeah. in under 60 seconds, literally, I was able to get this man the help that he needed. As I said, he didn't even say goodbye. He said, I'm Prince <laughs> 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 George Nature Friendship Center. Gunk. And the phone went down. So, you know, if if we can help somebody like that, um, you know, this is a tremendous resource. Individuals can make use of it. I know, you know, some of us have medical aids and we have EFAB programs in businesses. Mm-hmm. But there are times when we just need that extra bit of help. You know, maybe you're waiting for um an appointment to come up mm-hmm. maybe you can only see i don't know a psychologist in a couple of months time yes maybe your efab program only pays for i don't know six eight twelve visits whatever the case may be what happens in the meantime yes. you know where do you go to for support and help in the interim yes um this is just really a great resource you can you know look up what your needs are find the help that you you you're looking for and and you know do some work on your own in the interim until you know you get to those appointments and also, you know, what I say to people often as well is, okay, so you may be in at your appointments and you may be, I don't know, seeing your psychologist or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be that, you know, you're working on. But what happens after hours? What happens until mm-hmm. next week when mm-hmm. you, when your next appointment is due? Mm-hmm. How do you help yourself in between? How do you help yourself over weekends? How do you help yourself on Stats, public holidays. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this yeah. is just a really great resource for people to make use of. And I don't think a lot of people know about it. No. And and uh, I know that I've got, um, I think someone gave me the card mm-hmm. at home that I have. And you just made me think about when I was down in Vancouver having emergency surgery and, and the place that I had planned to stay mm-hmm. um had someone else booked and I had to have second surgery mm. and oh, I had no, I don't know Vancouver. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I was by myself. Yeah. That would have been a, a yeah. very useful tool for me to use. Cause yeah. when I tried hotels, there was no hotels. It was no in the summer. Nope. Yeah. Everybody was booked up. Yeah. And I just so happened to phone a friend of mine up here whose mm-hmm. brother lived down there. Mm-hmm. And he gave me his apartment while he came up here. Uh-huh. <laughs> but awesome. it was just, but, uh, you know, there you are. Well, yeah. And and if I'd had that availability, I would yep. have been able to have gotten some kind of help without being Absolutely. so panicky. Or even helping family members or friends who live in another community. Yeah. And so you're I like, can, I wish yeah. I could help you. Yeah. Well, hey, you can. Yeah. You type in their community, you go on 211.ca, yeah. and you can tell them, hey, mm-hmm. have you tried this? Mm-hmm. It's available in your community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Even even thinking of our sort of northern communities that have a lot of transient workers coming in and out. Yes. So, I mean, just imagine yourself, you know, in a situation where maybe, you know, you have an Aging parent back mm-hmm. home yeah. in another province. Yes, and they call you up. You're in camp. There's nothing you can do. You're miles away from everything, mm-hmm. and they're saying, "Well, you know, I have this particular problem right now. Maybe they've fallen. Maybe they can't move. Maybe yes. they don't have food. I don't know. Whatever yep. the case may be." 
And you can immediately go on to 211.ca and say, okay, well, my mom lives in this particular community, in this particular province. What does she need? She needs, you know, food or transport yeah, or, or a doctor, somebody or to visit her yeah. or something. Yeah. And this is what I can, you know, yeah, bring up. These are the agencies good. that are available and somebody can go out there and check on mom. Yeah, dad. because I have a friend whose mom had... Uh, fallen and been alone for I don't know a day mm-hmm. or and they didn't know yeah yep. you know and then when they found out mm-hmm. it was the neighbor they got yeah but if they had known about this number they could have fo- phoned this number and found the help that yeah. she could have I always been. say 211 before 911 yeah. and help before it becomes an emergency yeah. yeah no you're right I'll have to give these out and we'll have to give them out and also you know Often uh, seniors might have those push buttons, those panic buttons yes. to call yeah. for help. And yeah. I've been on webinars where folks have said, well, why didn't you use the button? Yeah. And then they've said, well, I didn't want yeah. to disturb anybody. Or right. I didn't That's want to bother so anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've been lying there for a day and a half. Don't you think <laughs> yeah. you need help? Yeah. Yeah, but pride. Now, oh. we don't have, we've only got seven minutes. Oh, my goodness. Listen to where us. Did all time go we'll have to come back and visit oh, some well, more we'll, we'll do that um this fundraising you've been doing yes yeah. this, this barbecuing oh yes you've been having fun oh man have we been having fun so we, we really just need to thank kms tools they approached us they oh. have been beyond fabulous uh-huh. um they've provided us with everything that we need to put on the function all we've had to do is literally, you know, get our food safe and yeah. find the volunteers. Yeah. So three of us staff members have qualified with food safe. So there's always a food safe person on site. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just a call out to volunteers and the community. And again, the community has been absolutely tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um we have so much fun. It's over three days. It typically falls when KMS Tools has their sale. Yeah. So a really great opportunity to pop in and come and check out the sales mm-hmm. and get some really delicious food uh, prepared by some volunteers and staff with much love. And, um, you know, it, it food is by donations. So, oh, you know, nice. whatever folks feel they can... Um, donate yeah and all the funds raised stay local and they go towards maximum possible impact so that means uh really addressing um local social issues that are the most pressing yeah so okay yeah. yeah and so right now we have i see people giving out water mm-hmm. they've got wagons and walking around the street giving out water right now to the people on the street and uh i think uh, you know that that we we need to find a way to house them not just give them water and and uh, saint vincent's is feeding them all of course mm-hmm. but still um, I think part of what you're doing is helping in that area as well. Yes, it's yeah. a wraparound. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're on the street for different reasons yeah. in their life, and it's not just a one thing to fix it. There's multiple things it's that trauma. need to take place. Yeah. And yeah. Basically trauma yeah. from childhood yeah. that I have worked yeah, with, absolutely. everybody has. And so the barbecue thing, I know that... Um, uh, 
uh, Rob Hall came over and and helped out from John Howard, nice. uh, and he he's quite the cook. It's a, <laughs> we should actually have gotten him to make cinnamon buns that we could sell. They're the best oh, really? you've ever eaten. Yeah. Oh man, you're giving away all the secrets here. You, you got our cooks tuning in. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun, and it's good that you get the community volunteers who aren't working together. They come from different areas and all meet each areas. other, and then start yeah. to realize that they could be doing groups together or yeah. something. I yeah. think that's part of what I like about your volunteer program yeah. is they come from everywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, our relationships are multi-layered and multi-tiered and very, you know, diverse. So mm-hmm. we really call on a large um, base of people to, to come and help. And we are just so lucky to have all these wonderful people coming and, you know, helping and everybody working together in the community to mm-hmm. strengthen the community. Mm-hmm. And strengthening their relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want to volunteer, check out our website, unitedwaynbc.ca. Uh, look up upcoming events and you can sign up or partake. Come on down for lunch. Or we had um, a group order 30 Smokies <laughs> yes. for all their employees. Yeah. And oh. thankfully they did it ahead of time so that we, we knew to have them prepared and on the grill. And, <laughs> and But there's so many different ways that you can do it. You can help um, by volunteering or you can help by coming on down and, and eating and donating what you can. And part of your donation, mm-hmm. you can direct it, can you not? Like, Yep. Yeah. If, if folks want to go online and donate, they can certainly designate, which mm-hmm. means that it goes exactly where you want it to go. So mm-hmm. we totally honor our donors' wishes. And, um, yeah, we can fulfill those those pledges mm-hmm. for sure. And I think I would really ask everyone who's listening to go on your website. It's really a good website, and there's lots of information on there. Oh, and yeah. uh, It'll keep you busy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's really good. Who who looks after your website? Do you? um, our, our internal person, Arsh Kanda, he you, does it for us. And wow. He really does a wonderful job. Does he yeah. ever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we've just got, what, two minutes so a burning, a burning, hmm? a minute, a minute, burning, and then we'll get you back again. We never have enough time. Never. <laughs> just, come, just donate and, yeah. and can you join as a member of United Way? Do you have memberships? We don't have memberships, but we have individual donors, so corporate donors, um, all the volunteers. You can follow us on social media. Yes. We're on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, go on our website. Twitter. Just be part of us and and, Twitter, yeah. sp- and spread yeah. spread the word with yeah. us and and everything helps. Yes, yeah. it does. We, we're right pretty now. friendly. I, I know you are. <laughs> Yeah. So thank you so much. I, um, I tried to give you more time next time. I'll have to get more time. <laughs> but thanks for your time and thanks for what you do. Thank you so much for, for letting us be here with you today. Yeah. And we'll say goodbye from Senior Moments. And I hope you get some cake. Um, birthday girl. <laughs> and that you don't have to cook it. <laughs> and tune in next week. Senior Moments is a co-production of 93.1 CFIS-FM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Senior Moments is produced by Sharon Hearn with production assistance from A.J. Fair. Theme music is courtesy of Goff Brooks Music. Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at 9 or replay past 